hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with and Okay, so we're going to get started. Welcome to the beginning of Mental Health March, or today we can call it Mindfulness March. We're here with Philippa Anzalone, who runs a lot of different programs with our school. So Philippa, if you want to kind of introduce yourself and tell us your work with students. Sure, um, Leah. Do you... Um... What I do is I'm the uh, I'm a faculty member and a uh, the associate dean for library and technology services, and in the past I've taught um, semester in practice and art law, and I taught way long ago um, advanced legal research, but about six or seven years ago I really was rekindling a love for um, and an interest in mindfulness. So we set up a contemplation room or a meditation room in the law library, and I did weekly in-person uh, sits. And now that we're um, in a hybrid situation, we don't really use that room anymore because it's kind of hard to social distance in it. So I've been doing meditations um, a couple of times a week, along with my colleague, um, Michael Connolly, who does Mondays and Wednesdays, I do Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Nina Farber, who's the director of academic support is doing Fridays. So we do provide meditation breaks, um, usually around noontime, 12, 15 for the community and it's drop-in. I also, um, three or four years ago, actually four years ago, I designed it and I've been teaching a class called mindfulness and contemplative practices for lawyers because of the national task force report that came out in 2017 and it was commissioned by the ABA. And it between that and um, another report in 2016 from the Hazelden Center, it really showed that lawyers were in a bad way as far as emotional and mental health because of the demands of the practice. So I went to the Dean and asked if I could design a course where so much of law school is spent um, acquiring the skills of being a, a lawyer, the cognitive skills, the intellectual skills. Could we have a, a course that focused on self-care, well-being, mindfulness, and the emotional part of being a lawyer? Because very often it's not that people don't know the law and that's what gets them in trouble with substance abuse and other things. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they're, they're suffering. So this is just one alternative to maybe be able to um, self-regulate emotion and to see what, what's needed. And that's something that's so important, I think, especially during a pandemic where we have challenges yeah that are really new to everyone, but the stress of law school is still there. So um, I have a few questions for you about 
the uh, daily meditations. Now, are most of the students that you work with experienced with meditation? No, not at all. And in fact, every now and then I'll get a, a small handful of students in my class or who come to meditation who have maybe tried it or many students are experienced with yoga so that their mm -hmm. um, experience will say with yoga nidra, but they're not um, expert. And by no means is that any sort of um, admission. In fact, we love when people come with beginner's mind. We even love when people come as skeptics because it's fine with us. Um, one of the things in mindfulness, the definition of mindfulness is being present at the moment uh, without judgment and with intention. And that's loosely said, that's sort of according to John Kabat-Zinn. So people come with being skeptical and it's either for them or it's not, no judgment. So why do you think, what inspires people to come? What, what do you think they're looking for? Do you think it's because they have one stressful event in their lives? You know, I think that's such a good question, Leah. And I think that people come for all different reasons in the same way that all people turn to substance abuse mm -hmm. for all different reasons. Some people are very stressed and they're, they'll try anything. Other people have read an article or they've seen or they have a relative who's into mindfulness. Maybe someone has even like a significant other or um, a friend has or a family member has advised them to, to get into mindfulness. Some people want to come and sort of even refute it and say, oh, I don't think this is going to work, but there's no, you know, a friend of mine's trying it, so I'll try it. So there's all reasons uh, that people come and we welcome everybody. It doesn't matter. Um, maybe they've I, heard about it in a podcast. Maybe they've heard about it in a podcast or soon will. <laughs> and what would you say are the main benefits? Okay. <clears throat> or what have about, you felt are the benefits? Okay. No, that's a good question. And it just makes me pause mindfully for a moment. Yeah. Because... Um, one of the things that I tell students, and I tell myself as well, that many of us are type A personalities, and I definitely am a type A personality. So for me, I wanted to see results right away. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do see results right away, but sometimes one doesn't. But there is research and um, evidence. It's an evidence-based um, healthcare a way of, you know, controlling or helping one's health. And there is research to state that it helps with resilience. It helps with mind wandering, which I know many of us are prone to mind wandering and rumination. It helps with um, our ability to self-regulate emotion. It won't change life for anybody. Mm -hmm. It certainly, it's, it's not a way to control life but it's a way to give us some spaciousness between what happens in life and our reaction to it. So it gives us that space to skillfully respond in the present moment and by staying in the present moment. And for me, Leah, it's been a life changer. And it took some fits and starts for me, you know, doing it when I was young in your age, then I gave it up. I thought, oh, this isn't working. 
But little by little, every time I tried it, I stayed a little longer. And I have to say, I've been meditating daily um, for the last six years. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. And I know you're going to walk us through a mindfulness pause in just a little bit, but my next and last question for this part is, what do you say to someone like me who's a little embarrassed? I, I don't want to come and, and be bad at it. I don't, I don't want to sit with my camera on and a Zoom and, you know, have people stare at me with my eyes closed. What do you say to me? Well, you know, Leah, it's so funny. And so I really believe I read an article on this today and you've heard of um, FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. You've heard of like, what is it? YOLO, you only live once. Yes. This article was about FOMO, <laughs> the fear of people's opinions. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. I have to say uh, my students write journals and I've even brought this up as a theme in class that law students are really, and if I look back in my youth, that's one of the good things about age is that you kind of don't care what people think as you get older. But just if you realize that that's just the ego and that's like the sense of self that can be destructive to us all Mm -hmm. and just people aren't as interested in us as we think they are. So true. You know, it's, oh, isn't it? I'm not that interesting. I don't know why I think anyone. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I don't mean that. No, no, I'm kidding. But I just think that sometimes I remember when I was younger, I used to think people were looking at me or thinking certain things. They didn't even notice. And I think that's such a freeing, wonderful feeling that just like you don't criticize others, they're not criticizing you. So it's such a wonderful realization. And this whole idea of FOPO, I can't believe that it was just this morning I read this article. Perfect timing. I'm happy. Perfect timing. (laughs) Yeah. No, it it makes a lot of sense. And I think in in this realm of uh, focusing on mental health, that's a huge part of it, especially in law school, a, a huge thing that at least affects me and probably I assume other people is the competitive uh, nature of law school. And I know that BC definitely has a, a better community, but still to the, to the root, it's a competitive uh, industry and you're always thinking of other people and it's really hard to tune that back into yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why mindfulness is so important because it gives us that space because what happens, lawyers have so many inputs, research, writing, you know, and outputs and that we're constantly being judged by, mm-hmm. by people in class, by when you're practicing, by your clients, by judges, by so many others, that it's hard to get, like you say, get out of that mind frame. And I think mindful pauses, I would even go so far as to say full-blown meditation, mm-hmm. you know, if, and it's fitting it in as hard in a busy lawyer's life, especially people with young children. You know, my kids are older than you, so it's, it's a little different now. But it was very hard when my kids were younger and, you know, I had a very full life. But that's when you need it most. Mm-hmm. So anything you can do, anything you can do to give yourself those pauses is so important. Well, that is a perfect segue. I'm going to try to spotlight your video Okay. 
and um, we should get started. So the idea for this is a lot of students who are listening probably have those longer, almost two hour classes where they have a five minute break in between. And um, I would like for you to kind of guide us in the best way to use that break. Let's say we've run to the bathroom, we filled up our water and we've sat back in our seat. Can you guide us a little bit through um, what's the best way to use that time to take a break and prepare us for that second half of class, which is sometimes really brutal? Yep. Well, there's a couple of things you can do. One is you can stop and you can see a red stop sign literally with the words, S, the letters I should say, S-T-O-P. And what that means is you stop, you take a pause, and by taking a pause, I mean you just stop everything. Imagine that you're back at your seat, you sit down, you just take this pause, and you just notice your breath, breathing in and breathing out. And you may notice thoughts coming in, conversations from class, a question that you know a professor asked, Perhaps you know you're on deck next and you're nervous about it. Just let go of the thoughts, not because the thoughts are bad. You just turn back to your breathing. Keep on focusing on the breath just for a few minutes, taking a pause, coming back to the breath, feeling the breath as it comes into the body, noticing where the breath affects the body Perhaps it's your chest or your nostrils or your belly. Just breathing in and out, perhaps with eyes closed, perhaps with the eyes held in a soft gaze, which means you just have your eyes a few feet in front of you focused on nothing. So sit breathing and observing for just a couple of minutes seems like an eternity perhaps but it's just a short time and if the thoughts intrude just keep pulling the focus and the attention back to the object of concentration which is the breath and then just observe observe your body observe any areas of tightness perhaps breathe into them not to fix just to breathe into them and then when this is finished, oh, maybe you hear other students coming into the room or the professor calling the class to order. Just open your eyes and proceed. You may feel refreshed. feel refreshed already. Thank you so much. Wow. I feel very calm and relaxed now. I don't even know what to say. But um, thank you so much for guiding us through that. And is there anything else that you want to get out to students about ways that they can focus on their mental health? Yes, I just think that never don't try to face it alone. Mm -hmm. There are so many people here who are willing to help. Um, 
I know that Nina Faber is here and helps students. I know that I'm always willing to help. There are other people in student services. There's um, Eileen Thompson, who works for the university, who's a uh, psychologist. There are so many people willing to help. And sometimes trying something a little bit different, something a little bit, maybe you see meditation or mindful pauses as a little kooky. Maybe that's a good way for you to proceed a little, you know, and just do something a little bit out of character. That may help. And um, just don't stay alone. Don't stew in it. Mm-hmm. If you need help, reach out. Wow. Thank you so much for being with us and for kicking off our Mental Health March initiative. I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I have a feeling that the rest of the community will too. Thank you so much, Leah. I'm honored that you asked, and I hope I see more students in meditation. Thank you so much. I know you'll see me. Okay. Thank you, Leah. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.